You've heard of Twitter. It's that social media site that people love to hate. It launched back in 2006, and since then, it's evolved into a platform that's caused as much good as it has evil. Jack Dorsey had the idea of a way of communicating status, what you're up to. And you can see from his original one page of A4 blueprint, it was a very simple idea. From Almost from the moment that Twitter was, was hatched, um, it became this thing that started to change the world, and um, it took off instantly. I became a user when it was still pretty new. It felt like a much smaller community back then, full of do-gooders whose tweets were not yet political. No presidents were famous for using it yet, and people were always honest. Or so I thought. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I'm going to tell you about the first TV appearance I ever did and the Twitter relationship I had with one of Oprah's disciples who helped me get through it. Do you remember Peter Walsh? He was the Australian professional organizer who made his first TV appearance on TLC, then on The Oprah Winfrey Show, and then he ran straight into my heart. Masterminds are sharing some of their best decorating and decluttering ideas that will not only save you money, but could earn you extra cash. Take a look as Peter reveals how he made over Sean and Chelsea's uh, messy closets and garage and found hidden treasure. I was obsessed with Peter. I would ramp myself up with excitement about the idea of just seeing him on an Oprah episode. When I first saw him on TV, well, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe it was his accent. Maybe it was his ability to organize a room like no one had ever seen before. The way he gently caressed his own products on national television. <sighs> I began to follow him after several appearances on Oprah. I couldn't get enough. I'm not even sure I can tell you why, really. Hi, everyone. I'm Peter Walsh. And if you don't know me, I'm the get your whole life organized guy. My passion in life is helping people get organized, not for organizing sake and not in that crazy, perfect kind of way, but in a way that helps you live a richer, fuller, more exciting life with less stress and more time to do the things that you want to do. My heyday of Peter Walsh fandom was accompanied by Twitter's heyday. I'd just begun to get into Twitter. It took a little while for me to understand how to even use it effectively. I looked him up. He was at Peter Walsh. Simple enough. And I'd watch for his tweets to get every hot tip I could and do the thing. See, I'm a very, very organized entrepreneur in my brain. But when it comes to my desk, you wouldn't really ever be able to find it. So with every suggestion that Peter had, I'd tackle it with vim and vigor. I'd make sure to do it well. And soon enough, I began to tweet at him when I did. I would write things like, I did it, or done. It became a hobby. I'd clean, I'd tweet, rinse, repeat. My love for Peter would grow with every stacking of paper or throwing out of old unused items. He was right. He was always right. As luck would have it, in response to one of my tweets one day, if you can believe it, he wrote back. 
It was something minor, like, thanks, Jill, or good on ya. I can't do the accent, and I can't remember. But it made my day. I know I was a grown-up, but it was like handing me the other half of my heart necklace and pronouncing us BFFs. When he came out with his in-place system in partnership with Office Max, I just about fell over. I headed straight to the container store, and I purchased every single item in his line. You'd think, me being an entrepreneur and all, that I'd understand the phrase marketing sucker and skip purchasing fancy folders and sleek pens that I already had a stockpile of on my own. But no, I needed his things. My marketing brain was awash in pheromones, and I was a junkie for all things Peter Walsh. When I used one of his accordion folders, I tweeted at him to tell him how much I loved it. He wrote a tweet of thanks, and I'd blush. When I let him know where I'd put my sticky notes, he made sure to note, get it, that I was doing an awesome job. When I told him that I refused to peel the stickers of his face off of his products that I'd bought, much to my husband's dismay, he wrote back a tweet-style high-five. We were truly the best of friends. Fast forward to one year later, and I'd gotten a call to show up at my very first ever TV appearance. They wanted to highlight mom entrepreneurs for a segment on Chicago's WGN9 morning show. Our next guest is a Chicago mom who helps other moms get their businesses off the ground and running. Please welcome to the show, Jill Salzman. I was asked to show up and do a brief segment on the Founding Moms, the organization that I run. I said yes, and I realized afterwards what I'd gotten myself into. I'd done plenty of things on stages and radio, but I'd never shown up on a TV camera, and live no less. The morning of the taping, I drove to the station and I parked my Honda Civic right behind a huge stretch limo. Off to a confidence-boosting start, if you ask me. I nearly peed myself on the 20-foot walk from my car to the front door. My nerves were killing me. I signed in at the front desk and I was promptly escorted to a waiting room that was the size of Tinkerbell's closet. It was so small, in fact, that they had to install the TV in the ceiling because there was nowhere to put it on the ground. There was a couch, a tiny table, and a two-inch pathway from the table to the bathroom. It was as tiny as tiny could be, which for some reason made me even more nervous. As I sat there trying to calm myself down, I flipped the TV on. Although there was no room to kneel anywhere, I prayed that the Oprah segment I was watching would feature Peter. And then there he was. How do you begin to help two people who are nearly buried alive in stuff? We called on the man who has a unique way of digging through the layers of really emotion that creates out of control clutter. Our own organizational expert, Peter Walsh. It was as though he heard me. I knew he did. So I went straight to my phone and I tweeted at him that he was the lifesaver of my day. I giggled knowing that that tweet might make his day. A producer opened the door to my closet waiting room. She told me that the other guests on the show that day would be joining me in the room momentarily. So could I move my extremely tiny purse off the couch to the only other service in the room, please? I was a wee bit mad at her for interrupting my Peter meditation. Her presence reminded me where I was, and I promptly went back to viewing the Oprah show. Five minutes later, 
The door opened and a woman walked in, followed by two more people. I greeted the woman, moved over on the couch, and then I immediately went into cardiac arrest. The other guest on the show that morning? It was Peter Walsh. There he was, in my closet waiting room, standing right in front of me. When he asked if I could get him a cup of coffee, I nearly keeled over and then righted myself and let him know that I was actually appearing on the show, too, and didn't know where the coffee was. He chuckled. I thought, do I dare tell him who I am? But before I could, I blurted out, I am so nervous for this segment. I've never done TV before. He turned to me, put one hand on my shoulder. Don't worry, I haven't washed it since. And he said to me, let me help you. He sat down right next to me. He asked me what I was there to talk about. Then he spent the next 15 minutes, 15 minutes, coaching me about where to look, how to breathe, and what to say as if my love for him wasn't great enough already. As part of my thank you monologue to him, I said, why don't we get our phones out? We can snap some selfies together so we can put them on our Twitter feeds. I thought this would inch me closer to letting him know that I'm the gal behind the Twitter love affair he's having. I'd be able to ask him to tag at founding mom and he would go, that's you? The friendliest, most enigmatic supporter I've ever had in my entire life? I would swoon. He would scoop me up in his arms and we'd do our TV segments together as one. Instead, he turned to me and with that gorgeous Australian accent, he goes, Twitter, I'll never understand it. Never even been on the thing. It was then that I completely died. It was a sham, a farce, a mockery of who I was as a human being. It felt like the ultimate betrayal. Who was I connecting with? A peon who worked under him? A mere intern? A former lover who was on to me? We never spoke again. I was called into the studio to tape my segment. I sweat a lot and I spoke too slowly, but I got through it. When I came out, Peter was called to a different studio to do his taping. We never hugged or kissed goodbye, and frankly, I didn't care. I was so over him. I got to my car and thought I'd put a silly little note on his limo window parked near my car. But his trickery, it could not be rewarded. The next time I saw him appear on TV, I instinctively picked up my phone to tweet at him. I remembered my heart hurt. And I strongly believe that for me, that was the day that Twitter died. You can find me on Instagram at, at @foundingmom, on Facebook at, at @foundingmoms, and on LinkedIn at @foundingmom. And my tool of the week is a movie. If you have not yet seen the Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma, drop everything you're doing right now and go watch it immediately. If you've used Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or have kids on social media platforms, this documentary has gotten together all of these defectors from those huge companies who've created those platforms. And they explain how all of the harmful effects of social media, they're not bugs. They're features of the platforms that they've built in. It is unbelievably eye-opening. 
I'm not going to say anymore. You can tell how hopped up I am about it. Drop everything. Go watch The Social Dilemma right now. Ta-da. Shout out to Diana Cardenas for leaving me this gorgeous message. Hi, Jill. This is Diana Cardenas giving you a call. Today is August 10th, Monday. Happy Monday. And I just listened to your podcast and it sounds great. That's exactly what I'm doing right now uh, with my business. So I'm so glad to hear that I'm on track. Love your uh, message and um, thank you for this. Um, I need to know that I'm on track. So looking forward to the next one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Diana. If you want me to read or play your message, go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast, just like Diana did. Leave me a message, ask a question, leave a comment. I would love to address it in a future episode. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878. And you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting to leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron as well for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.